you just tuned into the hippest way to start and grow your indie author career, learn the ins, the outs, and all the all-arounds of self-publishing with the team from D2D and their industry-influencing guests. You're listening to Self-Publishing Insiders with Draft2Digital. Hello and welcome to Self-Publishing Insiders. My name is uh, Mark Leslie Lefebvre. I am the Director of Business Development for draft to digital And in the virtual studios with me was, again, look look at how similar we are with books behind us. Megan Spann. Hey, Can welcome, we Megan. Back? We have books and skulls. <laughs> books and skulls. Oh, my God. We were meant to work together, weren't we? This is awesome. <laughs> All right. So, and, and Megan, uh, you're the author promotions coordinator, right? I am. I'm the author's promotions coordinator. I run a lot of reports and I'm an author. So there's a couple of my books up there on the bookshelf behind me uh, as well. Let's take a look and see if we can see what those books are. (laughs) Okay, no, 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 no snooping. But uh, welcome. Uh, Welcome. I'm so glad to bring you back on the show. But you take care of doing a lot of promotions for authors at uh, Draft2Digital, right? Yes. And and we're going to be talking about that. But today's Today's topic, actually, before we get to the topic, because, hey, it's our, it's our show, right? Normally, it's Kevin right. Tumlinson's show, but uh, but some of our friends, you know, Kevin and Dan and Jim and Nick uh, are on the beach in St. Mm-hmm. Pete, uh, Florida. If you <laughs> happen to be watching this from Nick and you're and you're not going and hanging out with those cool dudes, you should, you should get over there and, and chat with them, hang out with them. We're sad not to be there with uh, our lovely colleagues this year. However, however, if you want to catch... Me and Megan live and in person. Megan, you're going to be somewhere very soon. Uh, can you tell us a bit about that? Absolutely. I will be at Moonlight in Magnolias here in Georgia uh, next month, actually, the 12th through the, the 14th, I believe. And I will be doing a, a presentation on promotions there as well. This is fantastic. And if you're going to be going uh, to that conference, make sure to connect uh, with Megan. Go check out her her presentation. I know it's awesome. And yeah, take advantage of that. So you're going to be there and I'm going to be, I'm just looking at the calendar over here, October um, 14th and 15th. I'm going to be in Maryland, DC, uh, uh, Maryland, and and I'm going to be at the Right Women's Book Fest. I am so excited. I went there last year. It's it's only, it's not that far of a drive for me from here in Ontario, Canada. Uh, Wonderful conference, great uh, conference. And so I'm so excited to be returning there. So you can catch us live and in person there, but but we're live. We're live now, virtually coming into your home. And Megan, what's the topic that we planned on talking about this week? What are we talking about this week? Uh, distribution <laughs> strategies. And yeah, we're going yeah. to give you all the tips and tricks that that we have as, as authors and as also working in this business as well. Yeah, we're, we're going to be uh, talking about sort of tips for what you can do. And of course, when I was thinking about, uh, I was talking to Jim about doing this episode and I was like, okay, we'll talk about wide publishing strategies and distribution Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. But you can't talk about wide strategies without bringing up marketing and without bringing up promotions. And I know we're going to get into that. And so I was like, oh, I know the perfect person. (laughs) So I I arm wrestled you into coming back on the show. So. And I'm happy to be here. So yeah, and just uh, leave your comments. Uh, I see there's lots of action in uh, the comments. People saying, "I love the fact people saying hello to one another." It's kind of like a hanging out, and and of course, uh, you know, uh, Canadian author Stephen Kotowicz says, "I'm just here to heckle." Mark said it was okay. <laughs> <laughs> so do leave your comments, and and I'm just seeing all this love of people talking to all the all the different uh, you know folks folks uh, from. Uh, from draft to digital as well. Thank you, uh, Lexi and, and Alyssa for uh, helping out and people coming in from the UK. Oh my God, so many, so much presence from the UK late yeah. in the day for you guys. But but let's get let's get down to brass tacks. So just to say, if you have if you have questions or salutations uh, from Chicagoland uh, or from Bosnia Ooh. or wherever you are from, please leave those comments and questions. We'll get to them uh, throughout, probably closer to the end. But Megan, should we get into the first? Uh, the first uh, we have sort of ten, sort of ten tips and things we wanted to talk about. So, number one, I will introduce is time, attention, and patience. And I would would say, ladies first. Megan, do you want to talk okay. about when you see that tip? Is that something that that what does that mean to you as as an author or even as a person who you know helps authors on draft mm-hmm. to digital? 
That's a hard one because I'm on both sides of the fence because I understand the need and desire for, for right now to be right now. Um, if I push a button, I want it to be immediate. I want to see the growth immediately, but that's just not realistic. And in this game, we have to play it the play it the long way, that it does take patience. And so I know initially you just want to get it out there. You want to do all the things that you think will take you to the next level, but those things do take time. They take longer than a month. Most of us run reports on a monthly basis and you could hit a report, but you don't see the fruits of that because you switched something. So you have to kind of let it let it simmer. And that's hard. That's a really tough one for me personally, for sure. No, that is that is so true. We we even though we know better, we still struggle with that, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. <laughs> I have to I have to pop this up. Of course, Alyssa. Uh, whoops, wrong one. There's so many comments coming in. I missed it because they they flowed up. <laughs> Alyssa says she rejects this tip because there's no Oxford comma. You're right. You're right. <laughs> Maybe it's because I've written out planes, trains, and automobiles so many times. And John Hughes was averse to the Oxford comma that it stuck with me. So my apologies. Please <laughs> insert the comma in, in your mind as you're looking at time, attention, and patience. But I've, I've been in the industry for a long time, and it often it can take lots of time and energy and and we'll get into things you can do to help this, but Mm -hmm. to actually get traction on the other platforms, because a lot of the, a lot of the going wisdom you hear is about how to game. Basically it's nothing other than how do you game the Amazon algorithm Mm -hmm. and all the attention and most of the attention in the industry is gaming the Amazon algorithm and getting, uh, and, and getting attention there. But the other platforms do have algorithms and it's not as easy um, to, to intuit, it's not as easy to understand, and and, and it can often take a lot of time uh, right. to get that same traction. The other thing, I mean, let's be honest, Amazon's a huge, huge platform, mm-hmm. um, probably one of the world's best search engines too. And some of the other sites, their search engines are not geared in the same manner right. because they maybe only sell books. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, but I think that almost maybe that kind of leads to the second one, right? The second, um, the second thing, because. When you're selling a book, there, there's kind of important elements, right, to selling your book, right? Is it just kind of like, um, uh, what's what's important when you're when when you first are getting about selling your books? What's what's important is making sure that we all we all know as consumers that they're your books, and that we know what goes together with what. So being consistent that is a that's a hard one for people. It seems like um, your title is one thing but you only put the volume on there. But the next book, you only put the title and a subtitle, but there's no volume. (laughs) All of that can look um, haphazard. And if I have to kind of figure out what goes where, the likelihood that I'm going to take a chance or continue with a certain author can diminish. Right. Um, And it also kind of shows as well that you may not have done as much research as you probably should have. And that also goes hand in hand with pricing. Mm Making mm-hmm. sure that what you are presenting is in alignment with not only your brand, but with what is expected of the genre. So and making mm-hmm. sure that that is the same um, or consistent across the board, across all of the different platforms. Those are the things that I'm looking at when I run reports, when I look at promotions. It makes it difficult to help if we have to hunt down information. Oh, that's good. That's really important uh, to understand. I think the other thing is understanding how our uh, partners, how our retail and library partners embrace metadata. And they are, I mean, let's be honest, the people who work there are awesome, amazing people, mm-hmm. but the systems that we port our metadata into are machines yes. and they're dumb machines. And they don't understand that the, you know, a series that is the happy place versus happy place, they don't know they're the same thing. So if, if that uh, series metadata is not consistent a hundred percent of the time, mm-hmm. You you could run into some issues there, and 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 folks like you, Megan, who are looking. Oh, hey, it's too bad we don't have the entire series here. All I can find is all I can find is right. three of the four books. Oh, too bad we don't have the new one, which mm-hmm. is Happy Place, not the Happy Place. And and it's a simple thing, but it really I think it uh, takes care. Uh, what what about pricing? So the importance of pricing is there some sort of rule or law in the contract of every retailer about. Uh, you can just have any price at any platform at any point in time, right? It can just be all over the map, right? Is that true? Half true. You can put whatever price you want. It just needs to be consistent. If you're going to put the price that you want and it's $3.99 in the U.S., it can't be $3.99 in the U.S. on Amazon, but it's 
$3.99 on Draft Digital going to Apple. And it's three nine. It's it can't be all over the place. So if you're going to choose $3.99 for the US, it needs to be that on every single platform that you hit publish. Bingo, bingo. I, I love that. It is true. You can set whatever price you want, but for retailers, there is a, a clause that says you can't have a lower price on any other platform. And, and one of the things I love, and I have to say this because there's so many great features of Drafted Digital that we always forget to mention because we're, we're used to them. Mm-hmm. But when you put in your U.S. price and you have to put in a U.S. price at Drafted Digital, we will automatically round it to the currency for Canadian, Australian, uh, pounds, euros, et cetera, et cetera. We will um, use the conversion and then round it to what's known as a pretty price or a normalized price for the region, meaning for Canadian dollars, U.S. dollar, well, U.S. dollars, you're putting in that price, but mm-hmm. for Canadian dollars, Australia, New Zealand, it's going to be a dot nine nine. It'll round to the nearest. So it's not, you know, 499 U.S. and then it's going to be 672 Canadian it'll round it nicely for you mm-hmm. automatically. You don't even have to do that work to 699. And then it uh, in pounds and in euros, because they're a much stronger dollar, they go to 49 or 99 because that's more normal uh, in those regions. So what I use that for as an author, because I do use Draft2Digital and I publish direct to some other platforms, is I will then go and take what Draft2Digital did and they did all that nice automated work for me. And then I, I take a screenshot of what that is. So then when I enter it on some of the other platforms, I make sure to put in the exact same normalized. Oh, that's smart. Yeah. Mm. So a little hack there for you, for y'all. Um, so cool. Um, should we, there's a lot of comments and I, I don't have them on the screen. Should should we have a, a peek at, uh, can you see the comments from where you are? I can. And there is a really good one about pricing that where SD was that? Huston asked. Uh, SD. Should be the last. Question. Oh, thank you. Yeah, let's let's pop that up. Hey, welcome back. Mm-hmm. Uh, it says, I'm assuming that note about having the same price on all platforms does not apply to specific promos. Great, great question. You want to you want to take this one, Megan? Yes, it kind of half and half. <laughs> um, so depending on the type of promotion it is, because like at Smashwords, we can offer discounts, you can use coupons. And in that case, you don't want to change your price everywhere else because they're using a coupon. However, if it is a if it's a price promotion, then you would still need to adjust your price across the board, whether you it's a sale for Amazon. If you um, submit it to it and you need to change the price for an Apple promotion, that does apply across the board, even though Apple is going to be the one pushing it. You still have to change the price because you're making an adjustment for a specific um, region. So. Thank you. Uh, thank you. And, and and I think that comes into, should we talk about the uh, coupon codes and how, or, or the coupon codes, which, you know, uh, sometimes are offered directly to some platforms. Hey, we're, we're here to help you as authors in general, you know, not yeah. just force you to have to use drafted digital, but you can use coupon codes on some of the direct platforms. You can use coupon codes for the Smashwords store. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you can use those to, to get access, um, uh, to, to have a, a promo without without obviously having to change the actual price, right? Uh, which works out really really well. And mm-hmm. and some of the promos, yeah, some of the promos you invite folks to for Kobo, for example, may be that the Kobo will apply a coupon code to it as well, which is great. Right. Cool. So that's fantastic. And and of course, and this is why I mentioned this. So Dale mentions, oh man, I never knew consistent pricing was in the terms and service for all platforms. Uh, of course, till he read this wonderful book called Wide for the Wind, title of this episode. <laughs> um, but thank you, Dale. But that, that's why it's important for us to, to remember to say these things that we take for granted. Like ISBN, we say it all the time. It's international standard book number, things like that. Uh, only because if you're new to the industry, we want to make sure that you can you can feel uh, you know, knowledgeable and understand mm-hmm. a little bit more uh, about that. So uh, do you want to take more questions or should we keep moving through? We can go along to the next uh, the next point. And then we'll come back to some of the yeah. other great questions. Thank you, guys. Uh, and, and of course, you know what? I put up the wrong banner. I meant to put up the banner that says, if you have any questions, that's what I wanted. Post them in the comments. See, I'm, um, it's, it's, mm-hmm. I've got a new computer. It's a much smaller screen, so it's harder for me to see all of the great real estate that I used to have on, on the larger screen. But I'm not Robot Mark anymore, so that's... Uh, <laughs> That's important. Uh, all right. So um, then we're going to, okay, so we did, uh, oh, we did consistent metadata and pricing. So number three is sharing inclusive links. What the mm. heck does that mean? 
you want to share, it's almost like the, um, and this is the example that I use, it's like Bitly, basically. You, you want to bring people somewhere that's central because um, you don't want to accidentally alienate a reader who I only read on Apple. I only read with Kobo. So we have a wonderful tool. And I know we keep talking about Draft Digital a lot, but it really is a great, a great company, a great tool. I use them even before I started working here. And I've only been here a year. So speaking from experience on both sides, we have a lot of things that um, make it easy that you don't even have to use our platform to be able to use these tools. So that will be uh, books to read. And it brings you to a nice little screen that shows you everywhere that the book is available so that readers can select for themselves where they want to go. And another reason why you wanna make sure that it's inclusive and not just limited to one particular platform, some of the different partners, they have rules against that. They don't wanna see a competitor's link in the back of a book that's on their platform. And so you don't wanna get dinged for things like that as simple as, as a link that you're trying to make it inclusive, but there's a certain way you have to go about it to make sure that you're not being dinged for something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's similarly, if you're using a platform like Twitter or X and you're limited in characters, you can't go, hey, go get my book. Here's the Amazon link for the US. Here's the exactly. Amazon link for the UK. Here's the Amazon link for the, you know, for Canada, for Australia. Oh, and here's the Kobo link for 59 different countries. And here's the Google link and here's the Apple link and here's the... Mm -hmm. <gasps> <laughs> well, you don't have space for that. So that right. allows you, you know, either dry, drop into your website where you have all the links or use a handy tool. Right. Um, now, I, I also have traditionally published books or books that are published by other people. And one of the benefits of the books to read is, is you don't have to publish through Drafted Digital to use the free tool. Uh, so that nice. is cool. Um, mm -hmm. Because retailers pay attention to that too, right? Like if they right. see, oh, hey, we'd love to include Mark in a promo, but every single tweet Mark sends, sends out is a link to his book on Amazon. Well, he's right. not helping himself. Why should we help him? Mm -hmm. like that, that's the reality of what happens, right? With um, with some of our platforms. Right. Yeah. They pay attention. They're watching. They're paying attention. Mm -hmm. and they're We're seeing, all watching. Yeah. Are you <laughs> helping thyself, author? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Retailers help those who help themselves. Mm -hmm. All right, all right. Let's jump into uh, let's jump into the next one. So number four, number four, we have is 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 thinking, and this kind of leads back to books to read because it's not just ebook links anymore. It's all well, most formats, uh, but think beyond ebooks and think into multiple formats. Um, any reason why that's important? Like everyone reads, uh, you know, on on. Kobo, Kindle, and Nook, and Apple Book. <laughs> That's where they read all their books, right? Right, right. Well, how people consume things can vary, obviously. And if you're only pushing your eBooks, like for a long time, I only pushed my eBooks because well, that was the only thing I had formatted for. And so people right. were like, where's the print? I was like, oh, you want print? So then I made print, and my print started moving more than my eBooks did. So, But if you kind of cover the bases, as much as you can, as much as you can afford. And there are options to make it a lot more affordable. Right. Some people only listen to audiobooks. I drive a lot. I'm at home a lot. So I have stuff on in the background. I can't just sit with a book. I'm running reports. So I may pick up a book and listen to it on Audible. So I think of it as just throwing a wide net of making sure that, yes, I have this product and I want to make it accessible to as many people as possible. I love that. I love that. Mm -hmm. And 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 the reality is, is that as beautiful and magical and wonderful and portable and everything, right? I can have I can have all my on my Kobo reader here. I can have thousands of books in my pocket, nice and easily, or on, on my phone, you know, through various uh, apps. Uh, most people still read print uh, over ebooks. So most most people who read still haven't yet discovered the magic of ebooks. Mm -hmm. uh, as you said, audio is growing. But I have to say this, especially for people who aren't familiar with it. If you do not have print books yet, we make it so easy. What do we What do we do to make it easy for you to get a print book at Draft to Digital? We make it magical. magical. The push of a button. <laughs> we have I can our just print load program. A front cover, right? Front cover for my EPUB. Load my Word document mm -hmm. and push some. And buttons. you have options. You can personalize it. So if you don't have like the com the complete. Uh, whatever the format is for a print book, the full wrap. Or wrap or whatever. Yeah, because yeah. sometimes the, the, sometimes designers do charge extra for that. And sometimes your your budget does not allow for that. 
Yeah. So we've made it easy and you can customize it. You can change the colors and they turn out, they're nice books as well. I've ordered from them. I've also ordered from Amazon to compare and contrast to see what the yeah. options are. So making sure that you're kind of utilizing all of those tools and we make it very easy to, to not only do print, but you can also format your book. So yeah. you can kind of customize it the way that you want. I love that too. And, 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 and also for audio, we have two partners that we work with. We work with find away voices who are kind of like the audio people of like, like D to D right. Cut from the same DNA. It's like we have the same parents or something. It seems like because <laughs> very author centric, and you can go into Findaway Voices and, and get dis distribution like 43 plus retail library uh, markets. You can go to uh, Voices uh, Marketplace to find a narrator. You can upload your audiobooks directly if you've already done them yourself, for example, or already acquisitioned them yourself. Or even a partnership that we have with Apple Books. So when you go to the audiobook tab, you can say, hey, I want to use Findaway Voices or with Apple Books. And, and it's limited right now currently um, to... Fiction, romance, mystery, thriller, contemporary, right? Uh, right? But you can use the free AI generation tool and um, and get the audiobook without having to drop a dime. So you can make, again, it's about accessibility for people who maybe, yeah, I just bought a book earlier today, an ebook, and I was like, oh, rats, I really would have preferred audio because then I can listen mm -hmm. to it. I'm about to go on a really long eight kilometer walk. I could listen to it on the walk, whereas it'd be really hard. I'd bump into trees and stuff if, if I was trying to read it on my Kobo. So great, multiple formats. Uh, let's jump over. Let's jump over to number five. We are just moving through here because there's so many comments. I'm really excited to get to them. Um, understand the uniqueness of each platform. That's because they're all the same, right? They, oh, they're all, they all behave the exact same way, right, Megan? Unfortunately not. And no? they all want something different. <laughs> so it's important to know that, yes, we try to make it easy with the push of a button, but also understanding that everybody's expectations are not the same. So that what you need to do to elevate on one platform may not necessarily work on others. So that's a part of your, your research and knowing that this is a business, this is your business. And while we want to help make it easy for you, you have to have a vested in, interest in um, making it easy for yourself and knowing Okay, well, what are the expectations for Apple? What are they for Kobo? What are they for Barnes & Noble? Um, to ensure that your strategy encompasses all of those different things. They all kind of have their different different quirks and really understanding that can help move you to the next level. Yeah, I love that. I mean, one of the things is we regularly uh, meet with some of the retailers and we know Amazon is, is uh, the, I like to say the inmates run the asylum. It's mostly <laughs> automation and really great algorithms and stuff that they keep changing all the time, which is great for people who work in the industry because they can constantly <laughs> sell you ideas on how to, how to leverage it again as it keeps changing. But um, Kobo and Apple and Barnes & Noble very specifically were born from uh, people from the book industry. Right. I mean, the rep we talk to regularly from Apple came from one of the world's largest publishers uh, as a previous job experience, marketing books for a publisher working on, on that team. Uh, the, you know, Kobo was born out of a book chain here in Canada. Barnes and Noble, obviously, Nook was born out of the Barnes and Noble chain. So they behave very much like traditional booksellers in that, yes, there's automation. Yes, there's um, algorithms, but mm -hmm. there's a lot of human curation where they're looking at books. They're looking at books and going, ooh, I'd like to feature this one, put it in the promo. And that and that's part of uh, the work we do, right, is working yes. with, with those partners and saying, hey, we want to help you curate some titles. And that's why mm -hmm. uh, do, do we have, oh, that's why this kind of leads into the next question, right? This is exciting. <laughs> so promote widely and leverage promos built in and third party. So let's let's talk about, let's get into the promos that you do, Megan. That was oh. my little segue. <laughs> I could talk about that all day. <laughs> Built in and third party, we don't care where you publish, but wherever you push the button, publish is where you need to go to learn about more with their promotions. Yeah. I'm just going to use Kobo as an example. They, um, I just sent a promotion out yesterday, as a matter of fact, for spooky season. It's for horror or maybe for thriller, that one. But we have ones coming up for horror and ghosts and a whole lot of stuff. So make sure you're on the promotions list. But if that only, I can only help you if you push that button via draft to digital. Right. 
if you are directly on Kobo, you would need to speak to their promotions team because they have a different setup for how they do things for how they curate their list. So when it comes comes to that, you have to be aware of where you where you publish because it matters. We all have our own little buckets and I right. can't put you in my bucket if you belong over right. there. <laughs> However, um, when it comes to more of the kind of the wider opportunities that authors have, like, like say you get a book bub or something and you do happen to, to push your books through draft to digital, tell us about it because we could help. Yeah. We have opportunities yeah. to where it's not just being pushed on one platform where now we can tap into our audience and let me know. We have a, we have a form usually for pretty much everything. <laughs> yeah. And I use those, I use those forms. So if you tell me, hey, I have a book bub or I'm going to do a, a discount, not in any particular store. I'm just going to do 20 percent off my book. Tell me, because then I have control of a, of a store that I can make a carousel for or I can we can tweet about it. So right. you can't over promote your book. Yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, for anyone just listening, uh, you can find the form at d2d.tips slash d2d promo form or email uh, support at drafts of digital.com and, and, the, and the good folks on the RCS team will send that out to you. Mm -hmm. I think, I think that's so important uh, that we talk, uh, that we talk about that because mm -hmm. yeah, yeah it, it never hurts to share. Hey, I already have a book bub. Maybe because if you let us know and we can pass that on to the, the retailer, uh, the merchandisers that we contact at Barnes and Noble and Apple and Kobo, they may ignore it. Uh, they may see it. They may go, oh, if BookBub's featuring this, this may be worth a second look. And that's where the humans come into play. Yes. Being getting a promo like that, getting a written word media or crave books or any of those promos, mm -hmm. getting those promos can be can be really important. But letting us know you're running them may may bring more attention uh, so that's that's fantastic. And just one more thing on that really quickly. Yeah, of course. Um, as you mentioned, we talk to other industry professionals. And sometimes it's just as simple as you sending an email that says, hey, I have a new book coming up. And I'm just like, well, let me tell so-and-so about it. And then next thing you know, they're being featured in that store. So you never know what, what opportunity could could shake loose from you simply telling us what you have available. And now you have a larger platform, putting more visibility on your on your book, and that's what we all want in the end. Yeah. Serendipity is so magical, um, right? Which is why you know one of the things we like doing these. We get to interact with you guys online. Mm -hmm. We love interacting with authors in person because sometimes you're just having coffee with an author and they talk about the book, and then the next week you're talking to someone from Barnes and Noble, like, oh yeah, we're doing a promo on this. I'm like, oh my god, I was just talking to someone yeah. about a book like that, and you never know how that that can happen. So. Um, again, we're always paying attention. We're always looking for cool. Come on, we're book people. We want mm -hmm. to talk. We want to talk about cool books, uh, right. and ideally, your cool book. <laughs> All right. So you alluded to this earlier, but let's dig into the details. It's genre and category selection, and why? Why does that matter? It shouldn't matter. It's fiction. Mm. Just a general fiction book. Everyone will love it, right? We hope, but that's not <laughs> that's not reality. <laughs> um, th this is a very key thing that again, you've done your research, you know how to kind of, you know why these are important. Yes, you wrote a really cool book and you want everybody to read it, but every book is not for everybody. So who is your ideal reader? And are you putting your book in a place where they can find it? Because I can slap a romance novel in a, a thriller category. There's no thriller whatsoever, it's just romance. Thriller people are going to hate me. <laughs> And then I'm going to be looking like, but, but everybody loves romance. Yeah. Romance readers love romance and you should have put it in front of romance readers. So making sure that you have those categories. And I think we allow um, five. Those matter. The order in which you put them matter because it can depend on what's coming up first. Um, all of those things kind of go hand in hand. Hold on just a second, guys. I think Mark may be frozen. Mark, can you still hear us? Hear me? And can y'all still hear me? Just in case. See if we can get Mark back. 
Okay, you guys can still hear me. So I'm just going to ramble until Mark comes back because <laughs> I need a real adult with me sometimes. Um, so going kind of back to what I do with the um, with promotions and the genres and categories. If it's in the wrong category, sometimes I have time to go hunt down what's correct. Sometimes I don't. So knowing that you have your book in the correct category can ensure that we can all move rather quickly. Just as an example, um, I have a partner who they just sent this list yesterday and they said, hey, we need these by by Monday. Well, as you can imagine, I don't have a lot of time to go search and hunt for to ensure that is this book in the right category? So making sure that you have those up to date and in the proper place can kind of make things easy for us on the back end. Yes, Mark's problem was supposed to be fixed. It probably updated or something. These computers do their own thing. Oftentimes, though, kind of jumping back with the categories, our partners reach out to us because the book is not in the best category. And in those cases, I may reach out to an author that says, hey, yeah, you have it in fiction. That's a big one that I see on Apple. The category that is selected kind of just throws it under the blanket of fiction, but then your second category puts it in romance. Swapping the order of those can make a difference into how they show up on that particular platform. So those are just a couple of things that I can think of off the top of my head. It also matters when people like like myself run reports um, to know what's trending. All of that informs us, the industry people, on what's next. Should we give more time and attention to a romance category? Or if spooky season is on the horizon, maybe there's a call for more thrillers, more horror. And you want to be prepared. Alyssa says, in keeping your biceps consistent between the books and the same series map. Yes. That's where it goes back to being consistent. This one is marked as romance and this one is marked as something complete, completely away from romance, but it is still romance. It, it makes it seem disjointed. And again, if we're trying to move quickly on a promotion, and it, it can kind of take away the opportunity if we're having to kind of hunt for information. We may go somewhere where it's a little bit easier. Now, I don't have all of the access buttons that Mark typically has, which we do hope to get him back here soon. So I'm just going to read the comments and kind of go along until Mark does come back. S.D. Hudson says, I've noticed recently that an Amazon fantasy romance is supposed to be a romance category and Fantasy subcategory has a ton of crossover with fantasy. It does. A lot of crossover. Um, yes and no, it can be the same on D2D. For, for us, it does not matter. Our, our particular platform and then like the Smashwords store, where it kind of matters more is with our, our partners. Because like I said, the order in which you have those categories can have an impact on where it shows up first. So I know that's kind of like a gray answer. Um, it just kind of depends. So what I suggest is once you see your book, there's Mark, yay! So we'll give him a second to, to get himself back together. Yeah, for some reason I can't hear you, but that's okay. Um, we're still live. Uh, I had yeah. to boot up my other computer here. And I think Alyssa jumped into the back room. I'll bring her up on the stage as well. Wonderful. Oh, wait, she's gone. Um, but let me let me figure out why I'm not hearing anything. It's probably the audio settings. My apologies. You'd think this new computer would have uh, been a lot better. Yay for Mark coming back. And we still have plenty of time, y'all, to get through the rest of these and answer questions. Right. Yeah. Sorry about that, Megan. 
Now I can hear No you. problem. Can you hear us now? Were you were you answering questions? About, like, when I've been gone for 20 minutes? Um, <laughs> so. Now there is like a bit of a weird echo. I'm not sure if you're hearing it too. Oh, uh, let me switch over to headphones so that that uh, echo doesn't come back into play. Okay. That is really bizarre. I've never lost internet on my Mac before. New Mac, I'm still not used to using it, so you have to push out the buttons and get but get it together. And then now I think the echo is gone, but now it's kind of a lag. I'm not sure if it's like that for everybody. So if y'all could comment. Yes, and thank you so much for bearing with us while we work the uh, the technical parts out. All right. Are we back? Again, can you hear me again? I can. It is lagging just a bit. I'm not sure if that's improving for anybody else. <laughs> Robo Mark. Can you still hear me, Mark? Good. Okay. You just keep you keep going, and I will uh, control the stuff in the back end here. Okay. Well, oh, it seemed like it got better just then. Did you have anything to add for number seven about genre and category selection? No, I think you were doing an amazing job. I was just nodding a lot. So. <laughs> okay, but you're you're much better now. No lagging. <laughs> no for echo. now, yeah. Re really good angle too. Um, yeah. <laughs> but what's number eight? What's number eight? <laughs> Take advantage of those pre-orders. This, I, I love that I have so many examples that I can kind of bring up. I can't tell you who, but um, because there has been a massive push with this particular author with their pre-orders, one of our partners noticed and they reached out and said, hey, can you reach out to this author and ask them, is there anything specific that they did and how can we help? We love to see the, the numbers go up. So Whatever you're doing for your pre-orders, those are important because it can also help you get noticed by us, by other members in the industry. And we are taking, taking notes. Why is this trending? Do we need to have a special promotion for it? Do we need to feature this author for it? And of course, obviously, it, it helps you. And the sooner that you can kind of get the word out about your book, the more opportunity you have to have more eyes on it, more visibility to hopefully get readers to come and stay with your project. Now we got two marks. Two is always better than one. <laughs> Let's get rid of that guy. All right. He was annoying me. <laughs> um, the the other thing, if I can add about uh, mm. pre-orders, is is you're behaving a lot more like uh, the large publishers, right? In, in in having those out there, so you're looking a lot more professional. And does that kind of lead to? Uh, does that kind of lead sort of well to one of the? Well, no, actually, leads to number ten. I put them in the wrong order. Can we skip <laughs> ahead to ten and then come back? Well, we only got one more in between. All right, let's just, we'll, we'll, we'll tease them out as we've teased people that I might be in broadcast or I might not be in the broadcast. <laughs> hey, everyone, go review my book on Amazon. It helps me sell books. Uh, other platforms have reviews too, right? They do, and yeah. they're helpful. They are very helpful because, again, some people have a thing with, with Amazon. Some people have a thing against Amazon. So you don't want to constantly just push there. Because again, that's a different beast. You can't really compare what goes on there to everything else. So as much as you, you want to hammer it home on Amazon, you still have to hit the hammer everywhere that you publish. So you want to, and ask, ask for reviews. Sometimes people are just like, well, I don't do reviews, but if, if 
they're more likely to help out an author that they like, an author that's been consistent because they know what they're getting to say, you know what, I'll leave them a review because I know that it helped. No, that is fantastic. I love that. The other thing I remember from when I worked at Kobo is the the big data team that they did a lot of analytics on the website. Uh, they I did a study that showed all other things being equal. And the book is gorgeous, has the right cover to the right market, all the things, the marketing copy is great, the book's been added is beautiful. They're the same price. A book with a single one-star review versus the other book with no reviews at all was twice as likely to sell. Even somebody read it and hated it. Mm-hmm. Uh, was more likely to sell. Why? Somebody at least read that book. Right. Um, and I call it the pineapple on pizza principle. Um, you know, uh, I can say, hey, Megan, let's go get pizza. Let's put a pineapple on it. And you're like, no, we can't be friends anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas someone else is like, oh my God, it's the best thing. I can't have pizza without pineapple. Uh, and books are like that too. It's it, Somebody must might might have loved it and maybe somebody hated it. Right. So um, cool. Uh, should we jump into 10? Jump into 10. So we were talking about taking advantage of pre-orders because you look more like a, you know, like a traditional publisher. You look more like a professional in some ways. You're planning ahead. We talked about this earlier. There's our colleagues right now who are um, in the in the warmth and sun, sunshine of a beach in Florida, <laughs> hanging out with some pretty cool authors. We're going to be hanging out with some cool authors in person. We are hanging out with a whole bunch of cool authors right now, virtually, uh, who are still watching, despite the fact that I've appeared and disappeared like my little magic trick. But <laughs> why, why is that important, Megan? Why, why are those uh, relationships so important? People remember the good and the bad. And it's up to you with how they remember you. Sometimes I may remember something because uh, somebody else mentioned it in passing. And I'm like, okay, let me check out that book. And I'll just be honest. I've, I've seen all of the fourth wing hype I wasn't going to read that book. I really wasn't. (laughs) I just didn't see like, I love dragons. I love enemies to lovers. I love those things. I just really wasn't interested in that book. Like I didn't, what the hype just didn't entice me. What got me to actually read the book was another industry professional read it and was like, I love this book. So then that helps, that helps for me to be informed on a few different things. If this person loves this book, why? Because the things that we love also kind of informs how we curate things, what we're looking for. And so just to understand it in this within this industry, for why are people foaming at the mouth for this book? I read the book. Well, I got it on, I got it on an audiobook and I listened to it. <laughs> so, and I get it. Would I still have picked it up? Probably, probably not. Not because it was a bad book, but I, but for me, I know I picked it up because somebody else talked about it. So people knowing you helps. You talking about your books, it all helps. You showing yourself as this, this is not a hobby, this is a business. Now you're reliable, you're credible. You're, we, we can count on you to be consistent and know that if we ask something of you to try to improve, make better, make sure that your book can get in front of people, we know this particular author is going to do that. On the flip side of that, of course, we don't want to talk about the bad things, but when you're ugly to people, you're not nice online, you are free to be who you want to be. However, I've, I've gotten a lot further being nice than being nasty. So if you just flat foot cussed me out, I'm less likely to be like, you know what? I'm going to go help that author. <laughs> so it, it kind of pays to be, be kind um, and build those relationships because you want people to talk, to, to speak on you, speak on your name, speak on your product when you're not in the room because you want to build those connections. And you want them to speak positively about how often, how awesome yes. the book is and you have to read this book. Just like yes. the one you were talking about. Someone else said, you've got to read this book, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I love that. Oh man, so so eloquently stated. I am so I'm so jealous of the people who get to see your presentation uh, in Georgia <laughs> not too long from now. Um, okay, we have a ton of comments and questions, uh, uh, and you've been able to look. I'm I'm just taking a peek at them now. Where do we start? And I think I think I want to go way back because there was a question from uh, Stefan, I think uh, that somebody else had, had called out, and this goes, oh my god, there's so many questions. Yeah, we had um, a lot of of good. Yeah. Good questions, good comments. 
it, it was something about selling books on uh, Overdrive because we haven't talked a lot about Overdrive uh, libraries, right? Uh, oh, here Over is this it? Overdrive no. or Hoopla? Hoopla was it? Um, I saw Hoopla mentioned. I thought. Oh, I can't even go. I can't even. Uh, where Where is it? Here it is. Is this Is this it? Oh. Oh, there it is. I Stephane. missed that one. Uh, uh, Stefan. Uh, my apologies if I got your name uh, incorrectly. Uh, I think I can get Bergeron properly uh, with my, my French last name. Uh, I've consistently been selling books through Biblioteca, one of one of the places we distribute, and Overdrive, and no idea how I got traction. So I um, I have an idea. I bet you patrons of those libraries have asked for your books, and the libraries will get them for them. So even if you didn't do something, maybe, Stefan, you did something. You did something as a professional. Mm -hmm. Somebody read your books, loved them so much. They told a friend and the friend said, oh, I love it. I don't buy books. I get them from my local library. And they went to the library and library looked them up and went into the database and said, yeah, we can get them. And in some cases, they got them from Biblioteca and other libraries. Uh, like libraries use more than one platform sometimes too, yeah. right? And I, I mean, because the, obviously this wasn't thanks to Megan's awesome promos, which we do with Bibliotech and Overdrive, because, you, Stefan, mm -hmm. you might have remembered that, right? <laughs> so um, so that's cool. Any any other thoughts on that? It's a nice problem to have when a book sells itself. So whatever you're doing, keep <laughs> yeah. doing it. <laughs> yeah. But I can guarantee if you had not had distributed to those platforms, you definitely would not have sold. Um, exactly. there, right? So yeah, there you go. All right. Uh, other questions. Um, uh, I like, uh, you know, new world movies sold 50 of my books through D to D platforms. Great. Yay. Love to hear that. Uh, love, love to it. see that authors are selling. Cause that's the only way we make money. Um, right. Oh, uh, was this, did we cover this? Chuck asks, I've seen promos that were marked down on some platform and not others. People have their favorite. Oh, so, mm. um, Marked down is in the price change or a coupon code. That's that's I think we talked about the difference. Yeah. But if if somebody did reduce the price on one platform retailer and not another in ebook only, because it's not the same for print and it's not the same for audiobook, that is against the violation. That's against the terms of service. So mm -hmm. um you, you may get in trouble. Um let me see. Uh, any other questions uh, that that you saw that you want me to pop up here? Um, um, oh, I've got another. Uh, you can keep. Okay. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Stefan <laughs> um, uh, again. Uh, is, is an audiobook for a novella worth it? Is there a market? Well, I would say audiobooks are very expensive to make. My very first mm -hmm. audiobook I made cost me four thousand five hundred dollars, and it was what a seven hour audiobook. Um, and and I still haven't made more than five hundred dollars back on it. So it's it does take a long, and that's it's been out for five years. So, but with another series that I did, uh, I've made my money back on the first two and a half of the five books I've made in the series so far. And and again, it's long term. But where I have made uh, my better money back is shorter, like novella, even short story collections. You know, it's like it's a, it's two hours, and if I'm paying two hundred and fifty dollars an hour for a narrator. That's only going to cost me $500. So it may be easier to make the money back. And the way I made my money back on some of my shorter uh, pieces was through the cost per checkout in libraries. Because <laughs> every time someone checked it out, you know, maybe I got a dollar or 50 cents, but enough people over time checked it out that that, mm -hmm. that really, really added up. So just to add to that, worth it? It can, was it worth to you? Ooh, oh, that, that's a great question. That matters. And I personally, I don't have any money. <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> I don't have any for audiobooks, but I I have a voice. I can talk occasionally when I'm not <laughs> when I'm in a headspace to do so. And you know, everybody has you know the podcast bros, everybody has a microphone or access to one. Yeah. You could do something that that is low cost, record it yourself and offer it something special to your readers. And if they like it, let them know that I'm trying to to crowdfund to yeah. make sure that I can get it done professionally. For something like a novella, we know it's short. So I probably I I probably wouldn't sink thousands of dollars into it, but I may sit down and make it an interactive thing with my readers and I have a drink and we're all going to get cozy and I'm going to read the book to you. So there there are options to try to play with to see what your readers what do your readers want and are you able to provide it within your financial means is important. 
I love that. I love that. That is fantastic. Thank you. I know we're going a little bit over time, but you know, Robot Mark messed things up a little bit. So I want to make sure we can get to uh, yeah. some of the questions here. Um, uh, because there's so many, I'm, I'm just scrolling through to make sure I can pop some stuff up. But um, all the comments about me not being there. Um, oh, uh, um, let's see. Are you seeing anything that you want me I to? I see a question from uh, Zoe from Facebook. Um, I'm not sure if you can see the timestamp, but it was at 1:40. What's the best timing regarding pre-orders? Oh yeah, uh, there. Sorry, there it is. 1:40. There it is. Thank you, Zoe. Thank you. Yeah. So. Oh, that's a good question. I get. I guess it varies, right? Like, I mean, it could be. I, 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 I let's go back to merchandising and and the work that we do with Kobo and Barnes and Noble and Apple specifically is looking at books that are coming out and they're planning their own merchandising six to twelve weeks in advance. So it's one thing for me to reach out to them and say, "Hey, there's a book coming out tomorrow. You should know about it." Uh, they don't have time to do anything with it. But if right. I say oh, there's a really great book that, you know, um, Apple has a program where they actually have the merchandisers read the book, right? Yes. Uh, and, and so if the book's ready to go, they'll actually have people on their team and they actually meet regularly to discuss forthcoming books from indie authors that they've read and they want to mm -hmm. go, hey, this is a great book. We should promote it. Um, that works out well. I know that's how Kobo works. Yeah. Um, I think in a lot of cases. Um, but But again... I mean, really, it, it just depends on how you plan things out because mm -hmm. it is really hard. Yeah. It's really hard when the book's ready and edited and polished and everything's ready to go. And you're like, I want to I want to push it now. I want to push the publish button now. Um, when we were doing, uh, Megan, when you and I were putting together the catalog, I went to an Overdrive conference uh, earlier this year. Um, and I'm going to have some samples of this at 20 books to 50K so people can see it. We actually printed over 500 print copies, full color of, of books that were hot sellers over the summer from all of our platforms, mm -hmm. but they had to be a, a, for, for Overdrive. They had to be available through Overdrive through us. We put them in a catalog, but then you picked some of your favorite books that you thought uh, these authors are worth a second look. And I did the same thing, mm -hmm. uh, probably based on interactions we've had with awesome authors mm -hmm. and people filling out the promo form. We did actually draw a lot from the promo form, but yes. the people who filled out the promo form and said, hey, I got a book coming out in November. Because I knew that a lot of the librarians who were going to be at this conference were looking to buy for the fall. And so right. we put a lot of titles that were coming out. This was in early August. So it was August, September, October, November, December mm -hmm. releases. We even had a few releases that some of our authors have put in for January. We go, oh, my God, it's book eight in a series. And then we put it in the catalog because we know that the series sells and the book's yeah. up for pre-order. And we know that all the other books that the author pushed through Overdrive mm -hmm. through us. So chances are very likely. Uh, even though they don't have assets, they can't push them to overdrive yet. We know that they're going to be looking for that book. So we put mm -hmm. that information uh, in there. Um, yeah. And these authors didn't have to do anything extra or special to be included other than exist. They had yeah. a product that we could view and say, hey, this this needs to go here. So that in, they got free promotion. Yeah. For Which simply existing. So that's yeah, wonderful. Again, yeah. And, we, and uh, I think one of the things both of us love is finding great books that you that you guys are writing and and sharing them with mm -hmm. the, the our partners with our retail and library partners and saying oh my god you really should check this out I love that mm -hmm. that is great um, th are there any other questions that you saw that we should try and jump into before we close this off um, so great great interactions uh, in in the people chatting with each other in the chat too so um, Oh, uh, I got to pop up this comment from Carla because I loved it. And and an ode to Mr. Margaritaville himself, Jimmy Buffett, who we recently lost. And he said, uh, Carla says, Jimmy Buffett used to say it takes just as much time to be a jerk or to be a nice guy. And being a nice guy can make someone's day. Be a nice guy. Yes, or, yeah, be or nice. whatever. Just be nice. I love that, Carla. <laughs> Thanks for sharing that. Yes. <laughs> um, uh Here's one I think we should bring up uh, from John. Is there more difficulty in promoting kids' books on various platforms? I write middle grade, um, some stores I can't even find. So what I will say is the younger you write for, John, the more likely print is your game and your yeah. only game. Kids want tactile experiences. They don't want ebooks. Now, middle and YA, 100% uh, ebooks can sell really, really well. But there are some platforms that 
in ebook form, you you may you may not be doing as well. So you, mm-hmm. with the younger your audience, the more you should make sure you have a print version available. I think. Yeah. Anything to add? I agree with that, and I also would say that based on the reports that I pull, libraries are your best friend when it comes to to that kind of age range um, yeah. as well. So I would I would personally probably see what I can do to um, put put more of my energy to my library um, presence um, as well as the, the print for sure. Oh yeah. I love that. That is fantastic. Um, da, 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 da. Oh, uh, speaking of libraries, I think uh, Morgana uh, says, Mark, when it comes to libraries, what do you suggest when we don't have the file? So um, yeah, you, a lot of the, and I have, I have a pre-order up for February and I don't have, I don't have it listed at overdrive and, and a lot of the library platforms because most of them don't accept those. That's mm-hmm. okay. Morgana, if you have a history of publishing to Overdrive, for example, or Bibliotheca or whatever through us, and we know, and we're doing promotions with them, we'll say, well, we see a book that Morgana's yeah. publishing um, that's coming out in whatever, in February or March of next year. It's book X in the series. And we know historically that the series has done well in libraries or just done well in general. Mm-hmm. This is worth a look. So... And I agree with you. Yeah, I, I tend not to opt into I, libraries until I have the final file ready. And, and that's because I do know library platforms aren't as good. Like our retail partners are great at updates, right? You, yes. you update it and they get it within a day. Libraries, uh, they, they attach the metadata to a courier pigeon and they said, no, but it feels <laughs> like that's a, they're, they're not as good at updates as the retailers because their businesses aren't built for that. Right. right so, right. So that's, a, that's a good strategy. I think Morgana. So, mm-hmm. um, uh, well, hey, thanks, Chuck, for saying this has been a great webinar. I'd like to go through it again. Will there be a replay? Yes, I'm so glad you asked. Yes. These are available permanently. If you want to watch me disappear and appear and become Robot Mark and Frozen Guy and, and see Megan go, oh, God, I have to work with this guy, um, <laughs> you can watch that again and again and even one more time because it'll be available uh, at youtube.com mm-hmm. slash draft to digital or on our Facebook page uh, as well. So you can always come back. Oh, and of course, Alyssa already answered that right here on YouTube. Yay. Cool. Um, oh, and, and this one is uh, uh, from uh, Razenborg, uh says, I've heard that pre-orders can have a negative effect on Amazon due to sales confusion. What are your thoughts on that? Well, my thought is think wide. Yeah, okay. It may have a negative effect on Amazon. Don't publish it to Amazon. Publish it everywhere else. <laughs> See, <laughs> you can you can control this. You're an indie author. You're in control. You got the power. You can say, and I've done that as well. Uh, with pre-orders where I've had, I have a lot of pre-orders live at most of the other platforms that I know are human merchandise. And I don't get the Amazon pre-order up until usually a month or two prior to uh, the book coming out. Usually, because that's usually when the book, I get it back from the editor and stuff and everything's clean. Did you see anything else or should we start to wrap this up? We should probably wrap it up. But if you do have questions about promotions or anything that I've spoken about specifically, feel free to reach out. We have humans here who will get a ticket to me or ours. And I'm responding personally. So please keep that in mind. (laughs) So we're happy to answer any questions or to clarify anything for anybody. Awesome. Yeah. Reach out to us, support at draftdigital.com. They will forward it to the appropriate department. We have an just an awesome team of people we get to work with. And thank you. uh, Thanks, Megan, for being here today. So awesome that you were with me because it would have been really embarrassing if I was by myself and (laughs) and my internet dropped out. Uh, But thanks to Lexi and thanks to Alyssa and the comments and everyone for participating in the comments. Uh, Please do. Please make friends, as SD says all the time. Make, I've made friends with the like button. Comment, subscribe. Be sure to bookmark d2dlive.com so you do not miss out any one of these things. And if you don't yet have a D2D account for free, what are you waiting for? Sign up at draft2digital.com. And now, Megan, again, thank you so much. Always thank great you. to hang out with you. But I think we should hear a word from our dear friend, Kevin Tumlinson, the, the voice of Kevin Tumlinson as we wrap out this uh this video thanks thanks very much guys bye guys see if i can find the video now where's the video (laughs) where's the video clip of kevin the video clip of kevin is right here ebooks are great but there's just something about having your words in print something you can hold in your hands put on a shelf sign for a reader that's why we created d2d print 
a print-on-demand service that was built for you. We have free, beautiful templates to give your book a pro look, and we can even convert your ebook cover into a full wraparound cover for print. So many options for you and your books. And you can get started right now at DraftToDigital.com. That's it for this week's Self-Publishing Insiders with draft to digital Be sure to subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts and share the show with your will-be author friends. And start, build, and grow your own self-publishing career right now at draft2digital.com.